0: Tom Hendrickson from My IT Career Coach, where we build great tech careers, and welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today we're going to talk a little bit about being a leader in technology with Greg Jensen, my co-author of Tech Survival 101. Greg, introduce yourself to the people here at Tech Career Talk.
1: Hey, everyone. Uh, As Tom said, uh, my name is Greg Jensen, and uh, just like everyone else, I've been Finding my way through an ever-changing landscape for a number of years now. I've uh, done everything from Fortune 500 and Department of Defense gigs to uh, being a consultant and having my own startup, uh, joining other startups, uh, a lot in telecom, a little bit in retail and uh, a whole lot of software and a whole lot of different languages and, and approaches to uh, how we try to deliver things that work for our clients
0: well that's excellent greg you've had quite a array of experience there
1: hmm. yeah i um i tell people it's a it's a lot more uh forrest gump and a lot less steve jobs <laughs> i'm uh i'm certainly no tech rock star or tech celebrity but uh, I have found myself a bit of an adventurer, uh, maybe a, a little bit of a modern-day gypsy in that I, um, I have jumped into all kinds of situations that seem to be a lot more temporary than I would have liked. <laughs> but, but with that came a, a really rich set of, of experiences and flavors and people and business dynamics so even though I had to keep moving uh, to survive, hence the name of our book, um, I think that I have found a way to get uh, the better side of that and not suffer uh, suffer some of the downfalls.
0: Yeah. All those experiences, we, we seem to learn a little bit every time we, we go through some of those painful experiences, don't we?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, there's something to be said for really being able to to perfect something or to really optimize something. But uh, given the wide spectrum of of what it means to be in tech, I think there's also something to be said for just running in uh, into one situation after another and quickly understanding what's the same, what's different, what are you gonna have to learn, who are you gonna have to lean on, um, it's a different type of learning, maybe a little more scatterbrained, but it's pretty exciting.
0: Excellent. Well, Greg, today, as we mentioned earlier, we want to talk a little bit about being a, a technology leader. So, so tell us to you, what does it mean to lead a technology team, Greg?
1: Mm, well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think, first of all, it's really easy to get overwhelmed by what that could mean in a lot of different situations. So I'll start with what I think anchors everything. And, uh, and that is judgment. You have to realize that as a leader, it's not about knowing more than people on your team. It's not about having any one specific, uh, you know, point of qualification. It's really about trusting yourself to exercise good judgment. That's what that's what's going to make the biggest difference uh, to your whole team at the end of the day is knowing that you're not going to panic, that you're not going to rush, that you're not going to um, think about just your own resume or your own personal survival. Yeah. Think about what's best for the team uh, and lead by, by exercising a good judgment. And that's not easy. Um, many situations will be a lot more challenging than others but it does boil down to your personal judgment at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause in, really in technology, when we lead a lot of times we have to understand that we, like you mentioned, we don't know everything and we have to be able to trust some of those people we work with. Definitely. So Definitely. talk to us, Greg, about maybe one of those situations where you learned about exercising good judgment.
1: Mm. Oh man. I think there's so many of them. Um, I guess, ah, maybe, you know, my first try at having my own startup, Mm -hmm. I think, I think when you, when you go to do your own startup, or if you try to try to be a consultant on your own, uh, you get a massive intersection of things you may take for granted in other situations. So it's going to push you out of your comfort zone a little more. And the more you get pushed out of your comfort zone, the easier it is to, to lose sight or lose a grip on what you know is your better judgment. Mm-hmm. So I think when I when I had a um, a small startup going uh, in the Boston area uh, many years ago, uh, a big challenge for me was how I would recruit uh, between various people I knew. I had a lot of people that I worked with that were were interested in joining the startup, but they wouldn't all be the best fit, right? So that yeah. was the first the first test is making sure that you're honest about what you think works and not just what seems convenient or or where you might feel a little socially obligated Mm -hmm. and then um, and then how you take that team and present them to a potential client. That was uh, difficult for me because I never really thought through the sales and marketing issue of having a startup. And then I realized that I was not going to be just the sales and marketing guy, but also the lead on the ground. Yeah. So I had to be very careful uh, to, you know, to be honest, but not too honest <laughs> about the strengths and weaknesses of the team, Yeah, knowing that I'd be under a microscope all the way through, you know, the whole client engagement.
0: Yeah,
1: So, so figuring out how to represent yourself and, you know, even more importantly, your colleagues on a certain project and, and then, um, navigate issues, whether they're contractual or whether it's just general expectation management Mm -hmm. that you're doing with the client, how to keep all that in a reasonable balance. Uh, that was probably the most difficult, uh, experience for me in order to learn how to get it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you touched on a lot of good things about like the good fit and expectations. I think a lot of times having clarity of expectations is helpful from both sides. You know, even if you're trying to influence or maybe sell somebody on something, you you want to make sure you present it correctly and and don't oversell it.
1: Right. No, and you said something really key too, Tom, that I don't think about often enough, which is the expectations from both sides, meaning Uh, you got to realize that your clients or your manager or a new department you're walking into, you know, everyone is going to express the challenge in a way that's maybe convenient or familiar to them. Mm -hmm. Maybe, um, you know, maybe they're a a stakeholder or they have a vested interest. So they'd like it to sound a little better than it really is. Yeah. Um, Or, um, or anything, whether it's time or complexity or other, uh, other uh, externalities that might be involved, you really have to listen uh, to things that you know could be variables mm-hmm. in the equation of success. And you have yeah. to listen real carefully because it's not just you turning the dial. <laughs> it's you know, just the other party turning the dial as well. Correct so you both get those frequencies lined up It can be real tricky.
0: Yeah. Now that leads to another question that I like to ask, especially with leaders is what are the pain points you face being a technology leader?
1: Mm. Well, I think the biggest pain for software, I think the number one pain point is always time Mm. because it's the one unit of measure that we all get familiar with since kindergarten and regardless of what role you play it's a rallying point so a business stakeholder your management team everyone involved in your project we all understand time mm-hmm. and time normally is the first thing that business folks like to talk about <laughs> because they can they feel they can manage it and they understand it really well yeah so overcoming um the focus on time and trying to steer those conversations back to value mm. and the delivery of value is um, is a real challenge. I think, you know, there there's lots of other things that I think are real important. And I and I I guess I would say at the end of the day, there are people issues about being a, a leader that that mm. at the end of the day are most important and it's where you make the biggest difference. But yeah. if you can't navigate the time issue right out of the starting block, mm-hmm. um, that's just gonna keep coming at you and your team. And um, sometimes it can create a pressure cooker that you just never escape.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's, you bring up a good point in that the, the time is, is important along with those people issues because I think sometimes we, those people issues can take a lot of time to resolve. And so then, you know, if you have a, you know, whatever uh, deadline looming and you're trying to resolve maybe some conflict on the team, you know, you have to work all those together, kind of juggling those, don't you?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, and if your team feels that they were dealt a rough hand in terms of time and expectation and schedule and milestones right out of the starting gate, that adds to the pressure on your team. And that additional pressure is going to create more personal friction as yeah. you try to collaborate mm-hmm. uh, and, and as you start to feel, feel out the issues of what you expect from each other. You know, I, I always talk about every team boils down to two things in terms of it's, its being, um, you know, a high performance and functional team. And yeah. I always ask these just two questions is the team getting everything they need from this individual, Mm -hmm. right? Because we all have a role to play and we have all these dependencies on each other. And then I ask, is that individual getting everything they need from the team? So what does the group dynamic look like in terms of what any one individual has to face or, or deal with or fit into at any given time? So when you look at those issues, right? you know, the one to many and the many to one. Yeah. Those can be complicated enough if we're all just sitting at the table with not a pressure in the world, right? Because we're all complex creatures. We're trying to figure each other out Mm -hmm. and learn how to work together in a really good way. Yeah. So to do that with this umbrella over you that is, you know, reflecting all this pressure of time and expectation That's where I think a leader makes a really big difference. It's like you have to accept that pressure as part of the business reality of everyone getting paid to deliver something. Yeah. But you also have to deflect it in a healthy way so that everyone has room to operate underneath it all. And we don't start to bounce off each other and, uh, and create a lot of uh, additional heat and energy that's not healthy.
0: Yeah. Some internal friction maybe.
1: Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. So, Greg, I want to kind of take a step back for someone new. What advice would you give someone new starting out into technology?
1: Mm, A couple things. And and this one has gotten more important, it seems, lately. Not to make this a generational conversation. (laughs) But the first one is be patient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started my career really right when tech was taking off. So this would be, I would say, early to uh, to mid-90s when the mm-hmm. industry just started to explode in a way. Yeah. And, it, and it's real easy to want to progress your career as rapidly as possible. Um, but like many professions, that can be a mistake. You really need to build... Each, each level of starting um, as an analyst or maybe a programmer, then eventually being a designer or an architect, maybe a tester or an administrator, and then leading people and then leading large projects and large programs. All of these things require a real solid foundation as you build on top of them mm-hmm. because each level It's not just about the skills you need to perform adequately in your job. It's about the skills and experience and then exercising the judgment in these edge cases that you'll experience over time. So if you try to move too quickly, you miss out on these edge cases that don't come along all that often. But those are the things that really fine tune your level of expertise, something outside of the happy path. And you want to experience those uh, because they're going to strengthen your own personal fiber when it comes to how how to cover these issues and cover them well. I think the second thing would be um, you've got to not look at your employer or your team as your primary source of information and inspiration. Mm, That's good. So, you know, beyond a lot of other careers where it's difficult to learn anywhere else but on the job, tech is an area where, in fact, it is almost the opposite. Because of all the tools at our disposal our phones, our laptops, the connectivity of the web, and everything else we really need to understand that this planet encapsulates such a gigantic wealth of different tech platforms and tools and processes and approaches that um, we really need to have, be disciplined enough to pursue this on our own, on our own time. Mm-hmm. And to think of that as an investment in your career in much the same way as someone would go to school or enlist in an apprentice program, whatever the case may be. Yeah, And it can be hard because it seems almost infinite and it's overwhelming. So you gotta Mm -hmm. just start somewhere and start learning and experiencing things that you'll only be able to do over the web because these are people you won't run into otherwise. But that's again, part of the edge case of all these little things that are gonna enrich our insight and and our understanding of just what tech is all about.
0: That's really good, and, and I think this next question, and you kind of talked a little bit about this already, about leading people, but what advice, Greg, would you give to someone new as a leader in technology?
1: Mm. Hmm. That's really a good one. I'm trying to think the first time I had some manage, management or leadership um, roles to play and what that struggle was like. Yeah. Um, you know i think one of the well i really would recommend reading a little bit about servant leadership mm. because i think servant leadership is it's not necessarily you know the one and only approach to management um, but it's a healthy one and i think it instills the right level of humility so i think when you're a, when you're starting out as a leader it's easy to think that you have that assignment because there's something special about you or something destined about your, um, your skills and capabilities. And the yeah. reality is you don't want to get too hung up and feeling like you personally need to be something different, better, exceptional, all those kinds of things. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to support the idea that your role is important. Mm-hmm. In other words, if I'm, the director of systems integration, then when Greg Jensen walks into a room, nobody should care, right? It should be, hey, I'm Greg, you're Tom, we're meeting, we're gonna share about what we think of this project, maybe we'll grab something to eat and talk about tech. But when I start to lead a meeting or I start to manage assignments as the director of systems integration, which is not really about Greg Jensen. It's about that role. And I need to be humble enough to know that people need to respect that role and I need to do that role justice. So instead of looking for people to, um, to give me some kind of personal cue that, you know, I'm ready to be a leader or a manager, Mm -hmm. I really need to just think about my role and how important it is Uh, that it gets executed correctly so that everyone else's role can have the support uh, and the guidance and the cover that they need to perform adequately. So I think that's the most important first step, which is step outside yourself. Don't get too hung up on -hmm. your own personal strengths and weaknesses. Think about the role and make sure the role is clear and that you are demanding that um, you have what you need to execute appropriately.
0: That's a lot of good that's stuff that's, there, Greg.
1: That's a weird angle to take, I know, but it's something that I I realized a while ago and it's really stuck with me. Maybe it's because I, I have, can be a bit of a narcissist myself. I think, I think a lot of tech leaders are these very outgoing personalities and it's easy to kind of drink your own Kool-Aid and lose track of the fact that hey, this is a role and it's an important role that people depend on. You're not an important person that people depend on. Mm -hmm. You happen to be in this role and you should think of it that way.
0: Greg, that's great stuff there. Do you have any closing thoughts to share with us?
1: I think, you know, the key for tech, you know, everyone always talks about, the, uh, you know, how fast evolving it is and how the moment you learn something that's out of date, there's always something new to learn. And, you know, I think there's some truth to that, but it's also worth noting that we do a lot of things that were identified or invented in the 50s and 60s, and those things have stayed tried and true for a really long time. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, you keep moving and you keep learning, not because our industry changes, but you do that because the way in which we appreciate it and in which we might apply it is evolving constantly. so don't feel like you've got to constantly learn a new tool or a new way of thinking. I don't think that's the case. I think what you really have to learn is that there are just different ways to view problems and different ways to construct solutions. And the more you stay open to that, and the more that you have a general learning mindset, Mm -hmm. you'll enjoy and appreciate that variety. And then the stuff in tech that does change won't really bother you because you're constantly open to a new toolkit and a new way of applying those tools. So I think it, it is a learning mindset, But don't learn everything just for the sake of keeping up with what's new. Learn as much as you can so that you can appreciate the nearly infinite ways that uh, a lot of these skills come in and out of a given project at any point in time.
0: Thanks, Greg.
1: Thanks, Tom. My pleasure. Really enjoyed the conversation.
0: If you have any questions, please make sure to email me at tom at And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm Tom Hendrickson from My IT Career Coach, where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk.